Episode 3. Welcome all of humankind. I am the High Street Banker and this is the Peace, Love and Prosperity podcast. Tools for life. The following is based upon my personal opinion and no one else's company or person. What is a tool? It's a device used to carry out a particular function. In 10 years of supporting 10,000 interviews and 10 decades of people, what tools have I found useful? Tool number one, the Eisenhower Time Management Grid. It's pretty simple. It's four boxes. They're listed as urgent, not urgent, important, not important. If it's simple enough for a US president and the lead commander in World War II, then it's good enough for you. It's definitely good enough for me. It's simple, and I'm simple, and so I quite like it that way. So if it's urgent and important, you deal with it now. If it's not urgent, but it is important, you schedule it. If it's not important, but it's urgent, you either deal with it now, or you give it to someone else to do and delegate it. And if it's not urgent, and it's not important, why bother? Number three, Les Brown and others. I first encountered Les Brown when I was 18. My boss gifted me the book, Live Your Dreams by Les Brown, when I was an apprentice in Woolworths. Now I either listen to all eight hours of Les Brown and Audible on a regular basis, as often as I can, or I play them on YouTube. Les Brown's legacy will be unmeasurable. He will have an effect on people that create, sell, deliver or dispose of your stuff. Almost every management team in any business have referred to one of his resources. If I'm in a funk, if I need my mojo sorting out, I go to Les Brown. Number two, the accountability ladder. This is going to hurt. This is a frank tool for being frank with yourself and procrastination busting. Um, it's it's, it's not, a, not a pleasant thing to use, if I'm honest. You've got your behaviours are divided as accountable behaviours and victim behaviours. So acknowledge reality, embrace it, find a solution, make it happen. They're accountable behaviours. Unaware, unconscious, blame others, personal excuses, I can't, and then wait and hope that they're victim behaviours. Now it's your choice. We all dip into victim behaviours. We have a choice to manage them. Just reading it and referring to it move you to acknowledge reality and accountable behaviour. Then it's time for the next rung. The more you use it, the more accountable you are for your behaviours. As you find yourself going, ah, it's Ted's fault. It's a victim behaviour. When you find yourself going, I didn't know. It's a victim behaviour. When you go, I can't. It's a victim behaviour. We all have growth minded. We can all learn to do things. So it's about acknowledging the reality of those particular victim behaviours and becoming accountable for them, learning how to overcome them, acknowledging the reality and then embracing it, then finding a solution and then making it happen. It's a great tool, but it can be painful. Number four. BOAT. BOAT actually stands for Bank Overdraft Again Tomorrow because of all bottomless pits. But in this reference, it's what am I going to do to make my boat go faster? In the early days of British Olympic success, the Brits won bronze in rowing. They jumped up and down, they whooped and they celebrated the bronze. And so they should. They're Olympians. They're bronze winners. 
However, the gold medal winners, they had to be helped out of their boat and given prolonged assistance to recover before celebrating. The British bronze winners reviewed their performance and training. Their conclusion was, if what I'm doing doesn't make my boat go faster, then why am I doing it? Of course, we're not all driven and cut out to be in the pursuit of a gold medal. The biggest winners have moved on before they're even finished at the podium. They're already thinking about the next game, the next match, the next race. And that's not for all of us. But what they are asking themselves is, is this making my boat go faster? And you should be asking yourself, is what you're doing right now making your boat go faster? I hope listening to this podcast and making your boat go faster, it should make a better you, or at least give you the resources and the opportunity to become a better you. But is it making your boat go faster? Number five, music to catch yourself. I have three playlists on my phone, Menace, Karmas and Uppers. Uppers probably isn't the best term for it, but that's what it's called. Menace makes me angry and makes me drive fast, so I rarely play it. If it doesn't uh, make my boat go faster, it just makes me go more reckless. So I found myself actually driving 10 miles faster listening to ACDC than doing anything else. So we don't do that. Karma's does what it says on the tin. Anxiety, nervousness, a busy head, erratic thinking, Karma's fixes it. Things like the Jasmine or the Flower Duet from Carmen, and the Falls by Ennio Macaroni, and many, 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 many others work it for me. They'll be different for you. Then the very last list is Uppers. As I said, not probably not the best name, but that's what it's called. To qualify for this playlist, the song must make me smile inside of two seconds. There's not a single Beatles, Oasis or Prodigy song that makes it into my list. And I love all three bands. It's just not about having your favourite song list. It's about, does it make you smile inside of two seconds? If it doesn't do that, if it doesn't flick that switch instantly then it's not the right song for this particular playlist. And this playlist is a very particular job. If the song gives you an emotive yes inside of the first two seconds, then get it on there. As soon as you're feeling a bit negged out, your mojo's a bit funny, you're not quite there, then get the playlist uppers on, listen to it. All playlists will be different for different people. And just get your mojo. Catch yourself as you're falling. Don't fall and then have to try and pull yourself back up again. Catch yourself as you fall. The playlists have to be relentlessly and ruthlessly managed. Over time, new songs will come along. Over time, through hedonic adaptation where you get used to things and they cease to be interesting, the songs will not have the same effect over a period of months and years. So it's essential that you are ruthless with this playlist to ensure that only songs that make you smile inside of two seconds go on to it songs that make you angry go into menace so you recognize that you're not going to pull yourself down by listening to these songs and karmas obviously to make you calm finally number six now for me this one is the daddy of the list professor steve peters the chimp paradox or ruby wax's frazzled or daniel Kahneman's think fast and slow Pretty much the same ideas presented in different ways. I find the chimp paradox the most accessible to me. I'm poor at fast thinking. My decisions are emotive, sometimes based on fear or a sense of misplaced fun. I therefore only require that part of my mind, the fast-paced mind, 
to make a decision when I'm driving uh, my car. So if I'm driving and a car in the opposite direction starts to sneak across my side of the road, that part of my brain, the fast part of my brain, will chip in. Or if I'm walking down the street and I hear thudding footprints and I think I'm going to get knocked over or mugged, at that particular point, that's when the fast brain is needed for me. There is only other one other time that it's required, and that's when dancing. We already have protocols and rules like I shall not kill, steal, lie, be horrible. I will drive slower when I pass schools. I don't need to eat chocolate. Shout, scream or have a tantrum. My conscious, human, slow brain doesn't get asked its opinion, but it can program protocols and rules for me to automatically follow. If I'm falling into a funk, I listen to my upper's playlist. I run my tasks through the time management grid by Eisenhower. I will use the various other bits and pieces we've discussed, including my very own winning in life equation to ensure that I'm not using my fast, critical thinking brain that makes some really, really poor decisions. And I make sure that I've either pre-programmed my supercomputer part of my brain that does all the automated stuff. So when I open a door, I don't need to think about that too much. When I'm walking and standing, I don't need to think about that too much because I've learned how to do it. When I was a toddler, I couldn't open a door and I couldn't walk or stand properly. But I learned and then the supercomputer takes it over. I program it. I don't need my short, fast brain to uh, make those decisions for me. If I'm falling into a funk, I will listen to my upper's playlist. So we know that no human is limited. So self-programmed automation can ensure that we're not making emotive decisions. This isn't needed in the same way it was a hundred years ago or beyond that. From a brain that's designed to work in the jungle and look for predators, and be aware of someone's going to attack me, that berry's going to poison me. If I don't eat, I'm going to starve. If I don't get warm, I'm going to die of hypothermia. I don't need to worry about that thing. I live a fairly closeted existence, you know. It's moved along so much in the last 30 years. We're so lucky. And now our short or our fast brain, it's essential to understand who's making those decisions. Is it your fast brain? Is it? your supercomputer having been programmed by your conscious human self. I am the High Street Banker. This is the Peace, Love and Prosperity podcast. The answer to the question in the previous chapter is 5P. Peace, love and prosperity to you all.